you know, listen, I don't know how to tell the difference between pork barrel spending in the past and like large infrastructure pro projects that helped people who voted for people. Like, isn't that how politics is supposed to work? You just pay people for their vote by giving them an actual functioning government. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's corrupt government. And honestly, <laughs> you know, when they take our precious space force and turn it into the public spaces force, <laughs> I will be at the front of of the protest. I got a few bodies I'd like to put in space. <laughs> there are a few bodies I'd like to put in space. Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. I am Zach, uh, and my pronouns are he and they. I'm Dennis, he, they as well. I'm Charlie, she, her. And we are joined by a fantastic guest. We have Bryn. Bryn, how are you doing? I'm all right. And... Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, she and they. Fantastic. We are, uh, we have surrounded Charlie with non-binary pronouns good um, this is all i've been working on <laughs> for years years of years of investment years of uh, years of stonks into, into the non-binary corporation that rules everyone and is headed by george soros of course the roi on these pronouns is gonna be so quality hell yeah so we have a really cool episode planned we this this is of course as you know the psychic dolphin garage brand goes kind of the intersection of we are an intersectional podcast, so the intersection of technology, of education, of culture, of politics, of the society that we live in, and uh, and we get to talk about uh, Bryn's story. Bryn is here to tell us a little bit about their high school. She travels every morning to the Hellmouth, to the the anal fissure uh, that is that is the public <laughs> education system as it has been subsumed by. Uh, by every defense corporation because the only investments that education gets these days is from the imperial core entity that runs the entire united states so here we are getting to hear from someone who is kind of on the ground we we all we all went to high school in a different age when things were bad and the biggest uh boogeyman yeah. was standardized testing and how many they made us take i assume they still make you take just as many but uh, now it's worse I believe it's slightly more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that surprise me. Yeah, it it depends on the state and the district, but uh... well, yeah, we have the the district diagnostic tests. We have the uh, the state exams. The state ones are only every few years, and then you know you got your standard national ones, your SAT, your PSAT. They start us on the PSAT in eighth grade. Holy we take shit. it eight, nine, and ten. It's ridiculous. Wow. Or excuse me, seventh grade. My bad. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Holy crap. I didn't touch that until high school. <laughs> yeah. And I had to pay like $80 for it. Yeah. Do they still make you pay for it? Uh, no, but that's because I'm in Douglas County, the seventh wealthiest per county by per capita uh, uh, measure in the United States. Yeah. I, I, I went to a poor high school and it was also one of the lowest performing high schools in the state of California. Hey-o. <laughs> hey. Oh my goodness. Well, you know. How lovely. There's 50 different states. We've all experienced 50 different sets of standardized tests because why have a coherent uh, education system? Exactly. 
And I was also, I was homeschooled, so I was educated even outside of this system. So I just got all of the Protestant and reactionary garbage without any of the uh, really good educational bits, so... Yeah, you didn't even learn about evolution until after college. You know, they called it uh, old earth creationism. Uh, instead of combating evolution head on, they just said, no, no, God did evolution. And that was that was what we got. So, yeah, OK. I mean, fair nice. enough, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> evolution is mostly real. It was all God, though. Listen, yeah? it got yeah. you where you are today, surrounded by all these pronouns. <laughs> Gosh, don't don't uh, get homeschooled, kids. It's not worth it. <laughs> just run away from home. Not even once. <laughs> uh, so, Bren, you live in the seventh, per capita, seventh richest um, county in the nation or the state? Uh, in the nation. And with that, it's not like Manhattan where, you know, all that money is uh, heavily concentrated at the very top. Most people who live here um, are, you know, either in the sort of professional managerial class or, you know, own significant amounts of capital. Everyone who lives here more or less has a lot of money. This is the upper middle class. This yes. is the upper yes. middle class. Yeah, it's the American dream. You have your large house with a pool, uh, a car <laughs> for your husband, your spouse, your various driving children. Um, and everybody gets together at the end of the week and has a cookout in someone's backyard because the whole <laughs> block can fit in their backyard. Yeah. In my part of Douglas County, at least, they don't have pools in the backyards. We have actually very nice community centers. Uh, but that's, of course, because, you know, there's no pores around to contaminate them. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that probably extends, you know, having actual public services in, you know, these wealthy communities extends you know to everything from the grocery stores and the the food that you have access to the restaurants that are around uh the education that you're that you're getting and presumably will get uh you know continuing forward yeah yeah and uh with that before we get into any more polemicizing i would like to to preface this that yes the education i am fortunate enough to receive is superb for example my computer science teacher is leaving the school so he can develop you know computer science programs for the state of colorado right um and for the one of the community colleges here and a few other institutions uh that's that's what we're talking about here my school is just being used as a model for better or worse um yeah, better but in terms worse. of education <laughs> yes yes for in terms of educational quality i do receive a superb education uh i'm fortunate enough to have uh, not just that but an amazing community of students and teachers at my school uh, however, it is still nonetheless a wretched, godforsaken institution. Much, much like the rest of society, where God forsakes, we pick up and make a really great community in its place. Uh, you just have to meet like all of the awful people who run the world there every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. So as good as the education that you're getting may be, because it's you know tailored to each student. You know, we 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 understand all the different things that make schools good, right? Like the the campus is nice, the teachers are well paid, the classes are oh, not the campus is shit. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> uh all right, so the teachers are well paid and no. the classes are <laughs> like normal size, a, a manageable size. The classes the are manageable size. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, they're, they're okay. decent sizes. <laughs> I I I'm yeah. curious, what is what is considered a decent size for a class these days? Well, I could tell you this because I am I'm getting into like public education as a as a potential vocation. In California, we have a law that no school uh no high school should have more than uh 32 students per 
per teacher. However, the average class size in California is 35 students. Ah, I was, I was gonna say, cause I come from a family of teachers and when I was younger, it was like, you know, you start exceeding like 22, 23 students and it's getting to be chaos. And by the time it's like, now I'm just like, it's gotta be up to like 30 or 40 now. Right. Yep. <laughs> what, what is it at your school? Um, well, I believe the actual ideal number from, uh, what is it? The national education association is 15 to 22. Yeah. That sounds that right. right. Yeah. Um, but at my school, it depends on the class, of course, but it's about that. I actually know it's probably more like, uh, I don't know, 19 to 27 in like only a handful of, you know, like, for example, uh, AP classes that only have one class period for it rather than multiple. So they have to cram them all in. But otherwise, it's generally classes are just over 20 people. Wow, that's really nice. So so all that money does get you at least teachers who are not like totally overworked by piles and piles of students, unless, of course, those students. Are, it's actually interesting. The higher you intend to achieve, the worse your classroom size gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they are overworked in other ways. Uh, the school sure. is very into micromanagement. Extremely. Yeah. That's why we have a very high turnover rate. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. I I wish I knew the number. I unfortunately don't. But we lose, uh, um, let's see, for example, my class, the class of 2022, I think we have, I don't know, 120 students. Um, Whoa, that's uh, so small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other uh, high school classes are, you know, about that size, maybe. Yeah, I had a couple, uh, I I think I had a couple hundred, almost like 300. It was one of the biggest classes in, uh, in the history of my district. Wow. I think ours we was like have... at least twelve hundred, if I remember right. Yeah, but you, the thing is, like, we have smaller, like, smaller cities that are close together, so we have like tons, That's and true. tons of high schools. Like, this true. We had, like you, yeah, we had one high school <laughs> for the whole suburb. Yeah, that we are my my uh, my city had two high schools, uh, so our cross our crosstown rival was literally just the other school in the district. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with that, we may only have you know. A uh, hundred and some odd kids in each high school class, but the school is K through twelve. So in the building next door, you know, there's uh, what is it like, six hundred, seven hundred elementary schoolers, about Jesus. that many middle schoolers. Also, um, luckily, I don't have to be around any of those uh irritating creatures. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty sort of secluded in in our uh building slash part of a building. They mer the the school is like a warehouse and an office building that have been conjoined together, you know, had the, the loading bays ripped out, a second floor, you know, shoved into the warehouse, uh, it's a series of other janky improvements. Wow. I, su- surprisingly, not as uh, not as nice as I as I had always imagined. Yeah. Well, that's because they spent all the money on like uh, twenty or thirty thousand dollar laser cutter uh, and shit like I mean, that. And administrators and a person to run the laser cutter. <laughs> Oh, the executive director makes like three hundred grand. Jesus! Uh, oh my! Jesus gosh. Christ! I thought I thought the principals in my district were getting away with. with, with the, that's not the principal. Yeah, though. we don't. That's, we don't have like admin. That's the thing is like we our school doesn't have administration. It has administration, but that is like basically just like the principal. Right. You're officially in <laughs> yeah. a charter school, are you not? Right. Yeah, it's a public charter. Uh, we get about, I don't know, 70 to 80% of the funding from the county and the state. Mm-hmm. And then the rest comes from Lockheed, uh, Northrop Grumman, Boeing, uh, the Gates Foundation, you know, the typical cast yeah. of characters. Which <laughs> is kind of getting at the the meat of the issue here is that, uh, you know, we, we wanted to talk to you about the 
the sort of corporatization of your school. I've seen it, like I said, I've I've been I've been studying to get into education, so I've kind of seen it firsthand. I'm looking back at the district that I grew up in, and it's like we've had to close schools because there's no funding, people aren't having kids, but we did get a nice chunky grant from the Gates Foundation. But uh, charter schools, my my uh, my school is a public, and my school district is a public district. Your charter schools are a whole different beast, and basically the uh, the consensus is that no one likes charter schools except for charter schools. Um, well, yeah, there is an important distinction to make, though, in that you do ha- have the difference between public and private charters, right. which in Colorado actually means something. In other states, it doesn't really mean anything. But Not here, so it, it actually does mean quite a great deal. The, the school has its own board of directors, and so it has a, a decent amount of autonomy from uh, Douglas County School District. However, if DCSD wanted to, they could easily rein in the school. But every time that they've been presented with that, for example, after the shooting, when some revelations came out that – so the shooting happened in May 2019. Apparently in December 2018, a parent of a high school senior – one of the kids who shot up the school, by the way, was – a high school senior, um, oh. a parent of a high school senior worried that the school was going to be shot up. They called anonymously uh, the county you know, tip line and the, ca- the school district called up uh, my school. They called up STEM. They said, hey, this is a big problem. You know, we heard from this parent who reported it anonymously that, uh, you know, the school has a very toxic, highly competitive environment. Um, competitive really only academically. In other respects, not so much. Yeah. Uh, in the in the respect that drives people to, I don't know, that like what they call that going postal where they put you in a work environment so competitive and pressure intensive it causes you to shoot it up. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, I was unfamiliar with that term. Uh, oh, but... <laughs> yeah, that was from the 80s when the Postal Service was an absolute hellscape. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So what the school's response was to the school district saying, hey, this is an issue that a parent's calling in the tip line saying that the school might get shot up. The response from the school was to file suit in the county court demanding that, I believe it was AT&T, provide the uh, call record so that way the school could then press on with a defamation lawsuit against the person who made the tip the anonymous tip yeah Uh yeah keep in mind this tip was not made public until after the shooting when journalists descended upon highlands ranch uh and i believe you know one of them just did the standard thing of you know going to the county courthouse in castle rock and saying you know filing a colorado open records act request you know for everything related to stem and then out came this Jesus Christ. So you're telling so you're telling me your school's response to hearing it was going to be shot up was to try desperately sp- just spend tens of thousands of dollars trying to file suit against the person who said it was going to be shot up. Uh, I I actually I'm not sure if there was any money involved. Um, I have oh, to double check that. This is uh, sternly worded letters from a lawyer stuff. <laughs> uh, well, more than that, <laughs> the attorneys who were doing this for the school Unfortunately, I can't recall their names, but they are libertarian activists from Colorado Springs. Oh, no. Yeah, Colorado (laughs) Springs. For those of you out there who don't know, that's the place Focus on the Family lives. That's the place Uh, that, uh, what else is there? (laughs) There's a lot. It's a, like, there's there's like a fountainhead office park outside of it or some shit. Great. I love Focus on the Family. You know, the (laughs) the two former CEOs are now uh, married to each other. Uh, because they they stopped being not gay anymore they stopped being ex-gay 
I think that I think focus on the family is that they're like Catholic or something. It's like a big Catholic even, thing. I don't yeah. even I don't know. I just I don't even know what they believe in. I just know what they hate. <laughs> don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure it's focus on the family is the uh, the one where the two like leads on the board fell in love with each other and we're like oops we're gay no. still i just love the concept <laughs> oh i love the concept of like a t- a tip line as like a honeypot operation to fucking right what is like what the <laughs> fuck is that oh my god i mean that's always been my theory on uh the one that they tell us students to call uh safe to tell aptly nicknamed by the student body safe to snitch <laughs> i've always thought it was a honeypot scheme i mean yeah. it kind of sounds like it i mean if given the, the uh <laughs> given right, the... all the kids in the school know <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If the rest of the state structure exists to make sure that the school can sue you and make money off of that, then, you know, I, it feels like there's some sort of collaboration happening between the, the school and the state to make up for budget that the state just can't give them because because the Gates Foundation is giving them too much money already. I don't know. Uh. I, I'm not sure that's how uh, the the uh, the fiscal restraints necessarily function, but uh, uh, oh, I am uh, I should add a an autist, uh, and my thing that I'm into among others is bureaucracy. So that's why I go off on thing uh, saying phrases like fiscal restraint rather than something normal. I, I I should note, like I mean, you're incredibly talented in this respect. The reason we know each other is because we met through the DSA, and you fucking like. Uh, managed my campaign for congress and like the reason my policy page was so goddamn good and detailed probably one of the best in the country is because you wrote it like thank you i I genuinely mean this you probably had one of the best policy platforms of anyone who ran for office in the entire country easily absolutely (laughs) i appreciate it (laughs) i just i just Uh, want people to understand how fucking good at this you are (laughs) being being a nerd about things Uh, is good actually yeah hell yeah that's another thing. We got a lot of either diagnosed or, you know, the undiagnosed, but, you know, autists <laughs> at STEM, uh, among with a litany of other, what's the term, mental disorders? Is that the right thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they want to call it. Neurodivergence? Yeah, that's the that's the politically correct term. Uh, yeah, yeah we, this seems better. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a great deal of neurodivergent folks, and probably, like, most of the high school is, like, non-straight at least, right? Like... Everybody's bisexual, more or less. Uh, the kids are all heterosexuality right, as they say. is uncool, as it should be, as it should be. You know, I'm exactly. Yeah, I, I, it certainly does feel that way. It's like y'all are just realizing that heterosexuality is a mistake and it should be abolished. Yeah, we ha- we have a lot of trans kids too. That's uh, that's one of the reasons why I figured this shit out myself in the last couple of years was because I was fortunate enough to be around um, so many classmates and friends who uh, were also trans or who are right. who are also trans. Now, I have a question because I I went to high uh, the when I went to high school, it was a much different time, but uh, I was out in high school and now I know that there are, you know, about two dozen or so other gay people that were in high school with me. Uh, there was only maybe about three of us who were out. We actually did have one out transgender girl too, which was very shocking at the time. That's pretty cool. I was yeah, like, sure uh, as fuck was now in high school <laughs> in two thousand and eight or so. But I want to ask: Do you think it's because of? I mean, like we all know that like liberalism and the the corporations that uh, fund your school more or less operate as like pseudo liberal or actually fully like neoliberal entities. Uh, liberalism, like a 
like encourages diversity. Do you think that the school itself has kind of created a safe environment for that because of its like praise of neoliberalism? Or do you feel like it's still kind of like not totally the safest thing to be queer at school? Uh, it's it's very safe to be queer at school. I would this sort of diversity, you know, being cultivated by neoliberalism. I wouldn't necessarily say that really exists at all at STEM, right? Like, I believe the sort of, if you look at the racial demography of the school, it's like uh, 65 or something like that percent white, uh, mm -hmm. then I want to say 15 or 20 percent um, uh, Asian, right? Inclu so from all of Asia. Um, uh, and then the rest is just like, I believe we have, I don't know, like five black kids in all the high school um that sounds like the high school i went to just because of like how they segregate housing yeah i was gonna say this sounds like just colorado suburbs to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good point is. that's a very good point uh -huh. like man we had like no white kids at school there was like you know 40 white kids at school <laughs> everyone else was like either either mexican or filipino <laughs> i it's i i don't know whether or not i i and and and, and Brian, you can, you can correct me on this, but I'm not sure if we could actually like tie a line between any sort of like you know neo neoliberalism professing uh, belief in diversity. Although I will say, like when I was in high school, like teachers could get away with making fun of you for being queer, even in like yeah. 2005 and six. So I, like I totally, I feel like that part might have changed, or at the very least, like because they are so litigious, and it's it's of note this school has its own attorneys and shit that are just like on a team <laughs> waiting to crush people. Uh, so. <laughs> like there may be some degree of that like teachers are like i ain't touching that shit if like kids want to come out i'm not going to say anything even if i disagree you know what i mean like like maybe uh, actually that thing right wingers actually respond to which is like yeah they'll force you to sit in a diversity training whether you like it or not even if it's not <laughs> useful uh actually yeah there's there's not really any tie up my school between like the sort of you know ideological project and the uh um you know sort of uh, gender and sexuality demo uh, demography. Uh, it's the, the world the is just better. Tie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the world is just better. And uh, really, what it is is that you know, um, let's say you are a nerd in elementary or middle school. You are most likely, uh, or at least in my experience, uh, you know, bullied, marginalized, whatever. Right? Um, apparently, that's not the thing anymore, according to my friends at the public high schools uh, near me. Um, but nonetheless, when I was smaller, you know, I was, uh, uh, bullied and marginalized for being a fucking weirdo. Um, and with that, I just think there's a high correlation between, like, people who were marginalized for being nerds and people who, you know, then in high school, uh, or middle school come out as trans or bi or gay or whatever. Right, you're saying because of the specific demographics of, like, we, we want to cultivate the next leaders of the world at your school, we're going to pick from all, like, the nerds and the marginalized folks and just, like, funnel them into, like, the professional managerial class molding system, which also incidentally means that it's going to be a very queer environment, because, like, thinking different when you're young means probably thinking different when you're older. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, your your school probably maybe didn't specifically like cultivate a like a a queer like a queer friendly environment but they sure as hell really like the fact that you all are queer and that means Raytheon's going to have, you know, you know, nuclear warheads with rainbows on them or something. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the perfect liberal environment is what they've made. They've yeah. made this perfect this little this little bubble, this little uh self-contained self-perpetuating thing that it, that just turns out you know uh, a bunch of little scientists Everyone's, and yeah 
everything? It's not so much that they're specifically trying to cultivate any sense of diversity. I think the thing that everyone's reacting to is this idea that like, okay, so we are building a world where you can be a trans drone operator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, a trans drone in engineer. S- oh, a drone right. engineer. You're right. I'm sorry. It starts in school now. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, they didn't intend on making a bunch of Charlotte climbers, but they're not upset that they've accidentally <laughs> potentially made a bunch of Charlotte climbers. Oh God. And the absurdity of this fact is what brings us here because they broke, they shattered the, uh, Glass ceiling? Words. They, the, the rainbow ceiling. They shattered yeah. the rainbow ceiling, and all that we found at the top was more violence systemic to the American project. Yeah. Yeah. On a macro level, yes. However, admissions are determined by a lottery system. There's no admissions criteria other than just like you put your name in the lottery. They can't look at your grades, you know, when you apply or anything like that. It's purely just I mean, given given my understanding of charter schools, that's definitely a fucking lie. (laughs) It is overseen by the the state, though. So I I don't know. I mean, I I don't trust Colorado. I mean, but it's not just that. I don't I don't I don't trust one of the most historically hyper conservative school districts like they are truly the end all be all of like what if we just gutted the entire school district of money and like made a libertarian paradise like that is that school district and like what happened to my mom's school district that she works in was like literally modeled after what if we got a bunch of arch conservatives into the position of school board to gut douglas county what if we made a school district bioshock yeah. i mean hey the uh, the firearms are there yeah. <laughs> but but like from my uh, understanding of the history of charter schools, because um, I was looking into potentially getting a job in a charter school because you need to have a bunch of uh, experience before going and getting a teaching credential in California. You have to have tons of hours of experience. More or less the way that charter schools operate, and this is kind of under the table, but one of the reasons why they could continue to say that they have some of the highest performing students and the highest grades is because they kind of just go ahead and ignore the failing students and maybe just say, oh, you're just, uh, you're not really fitting in with the culture of the school and they can kick you out very easily. Oh, yeah. Which also then, it, it then also leads to very white schools or in many cases, like very white and Asian schools because these uh, populations tend to be in more uh, high income brackets in many uh, in many districts. So that means that their previous education was already very good. So it's uh yeah it it's a pretty insidious cycle. Which is why I you know I know that you say that the school has a a blind lottery, but I I have some uh, I have some skepticism about that. <laughs> I would argue it's it's worse than what you're you're laying out though. I would say that it is a blind lottery. However, the people who apply in the first place, I think that's mm-hmm. where they get you. I, okay, I, yeah, because. To even know about the school, right? Like you probably already, you know, you, you make a, a six-figure salary, right? You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're an engineer or, or uh, uh, yourself or some shit my, like that. My guess is that maybe the the two big languages that their uh, advertising is in is pro- are probably English and standardized Chinese, but there's probably not much in <laughs> Spanish, I'm going to guess. Uh, it it's all English, uh, because uh, okay. most of the sort of uh, you know, Asian again, Asian in the broadest sense, uh, students are from India, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. Okay, see, oh, see, over here we have a uh, we have giant uh, Chinese populations, and 
uh, actually the school that I sort of work for. I don't really, I don't directly work for them, but I am con the the place that I work for is contract with them. Their advertising is in English, Korean, and Chinese, and they do a lot of uh, advertising outside of the United States. Almost nothing in Spanish, which is very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they don't really advertise much. So I think it's, uh, like I said earlier, you know, the you have to know about it <laughs> so, yeah. you know someone. It's a speakeasy. <laughs> the school's a speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's, so, so they're just trying to keep a low profile, but it sounds like they can't really do that because they keep just stumbling over their own ass to do uh, all sorts of terrible PR for themselves. W yeah. Will you please continue telling us more <laughs> yes, about... Yes, please. Alrighty, alrighty, okay. So, alright. Uh, this is a problem across all parts of education, you know, administrators not really giving a fuck about when kids are sexually assaulted. However, at my school, uh, if you're um, a rapist or whatever, one of the things that can keep you protected from any sort of consequences is, um, you know, if you're like one of the stars on the robotics team or in TSA, Technology Student Association, not the Transportation Security Administration. Yeah. Um, so so they, they start early, the like fail child protecting you from consequences because you're supposed to be the next master of the universe. Yeah, yeah. This, this is just the nerdiest fucking football team star bullshit I've ever experienced. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have football. We have TSA and we have robotics. We're one of the top schools in the country for it. We dominate the competitions. We dominate uh, uh, the local, the state and the national ones. Um, even international they've done well at but so yeah exactly but anyways as i was yes. saying uh one particular anecdote of which i know uh somewhat a uh, decent amount about was uh when i was in i don't know like, how many years ago was this uh i believe when i around the time i was in like seventh uh eighth grade um uh, and i'm a junior now so i'm bad at math so i don't know how many years ago that was <laughs> um uh I, I go to a STEM school and yet I can't do math. Uh, maybe that's because I'm queer. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we we say we say that in America. I actually do know a lot of uh, queer people that can do math, but they're just not in America. I, I think it's I think there's like an Americanism thing to it, but that's yes. that's a different yes. story. That, that's a better explanation. Um, <laughs> but when when I was in uh, seventh eighth grade, I didn't learn about this till I think freshman year or something. There was a guy who let's see, he graduated. Uh, as a part of, I think, the class of 2019, he preyed upon at least six girls, uh, ranging from seventh grade to, you know, the sophomore class, right? So everything from his own age down to fucking middle schoolers this guy was preying on. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, when several people, you know, reported this to the, uh, the then vice principal, um, thankfully she is no longer at my school, she told a friend of mine that she made it up. Uh, naturally, um, she made it up, you know, she was hysterical, uh, and with that, it doesn't matter what the opinion of the vice principal is, they have a statutory obligation to report it, even if they don't, you know, have anything more than just someone coming forward. Someone coming forward, it's legally mandatory for them to call the sheriff's office and for a police report to be drafted, etc., so on, an investigation opened. And they chose not to do that, and... They also chose to just do nothing about the, the perpetrator's presence. Yes, rapist. Thank you. Uh, at the school, they until six or seven girls came forward together to bully the school into kicking this kid out, and he was kicked out eventually. But it took six girls and their families. Uh, that's the more important part in terms of uh, you right. know 
how this actually happens in the institution. They took a lot of rich families bearing down on the school and being like, we can also afford lawyers. There are seven of us. Yes. Even, we only have to afford one lawyer. It's <laughs> a really good one. Yeah. I believe there's also, um, you know, while we're on the topic of lawyers, I believe there's also a series of disability-related lawsuits um, hmm. against my school. I know there was... Um, I can say for sure that there have been dozens of, you know, like complaints and shit internal filed complaints. with the no, not necessarily internal, but filed oh. with the state department of education and and the county. Oh wow! Yeah, and the school have had to make changes in how they do things like uh, five hundred four plans, IEPs, that sort of thing. For people who don't know, those are that specifically individualized education plan, correct? Uh, that's what IEP is. Yeah, yeah. and. 504 is just a it, it's accommodations um that's that's what it's for. A, a sheet of paper that says why you're different so the school can't bully you into being normal completely exactly uh uh sorry where was i oh 504 is disability yeah the uh, yeah, uh number of law number of complaints <laughs> and or possibly lawsuits yeah i know for a fact that there is uh in addition to that like litigation against the school i believe they're in like arbitration or some shit like that i i don't know they're but, in arbitration uh, had... because in order to join the school you probably have to waive your right to a trial at least initially before you're allowed to go to trial mm -hmm. that's a good point i never thought about that part um, almost certainly probably true <laughs> you, i mean you have, um, to, you have to waive your right to a jury trial when you rent a place these days like mo almost all contracts are uh, mandate arbitration before trial there are limitations to what contracts from public entities can impose those so yes i don't know i'll, I'll have to look into that it. is not one of those um, things they are not allowed to impose though they are absolutely allowed to say before you go to jury trial you have to go through our arbitration system hmm interesting, interesting. again right, again though. the anal fisher the anal fisher of of a, of a thing <laughs> yeah. that is corporatism that is corporatism and also you know the way that charter schools work there's so much wrapped up in this this is crazy yeah oh yeah layers upon layers Hey, everybody. This is Charlie in post. Now, I, I took a look for the STEM school charter itself, and I'm sure it's available for someone, some member of the public to see, or maybe it's something that students can receive. I don't know. There's a legal process involved. Fuck it. I tried to figure out whether or not arbitration was a thing you're actually forced to do. I did, however, find the sample charter that the Colorado Association of Charter School Authorizers, who, as exhausting as you think they are, suggest you use. So this contract is between the school district and the school. That, that, that's who the charter is between. So if the school breaches contract or law in some way that uh, the school district feels it should take action on, this is how it goes. Such dispute shall be first submitted to the president of the school board and the superintendent of the district. Thereafter, representatives of the district and the school shall meet and make good faith effort to negotiate a resolution of the dispute. In the event the parties are unable to resolve the dispute pursuant to the procedure set forth, the parties shall submit the matter to an independent mediator, who shall be agreed upon by the parties within 15 calendar days following either party's written request for mediation. If the parties are unable to agree upon a mediator within that time, the parties shall jointly obtain a list of available mediators from the Judicial Arbiter Group in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they, they will then cross one name off the list, return the list to the party that uh, found, that, that got it, and they will cross a name off, and then you'll pass it back and forth until all the names have been crossed off and the remaining person is the mediator. Section D, Mediated Resolution, mediation shall be scheduled and concluded within 120 days of the written request for mediation. 
the mediation process shall be closed to the public and all information submitted during mediation shall be confidential except when permitted otherwise by law. <laughs> Section F, advisory recommendation. If the dispute is still not resolved at the conclusion of the mediation, the mediator shall make an advisory recommendation to the district board, which shall in turn make a decision on the matter. The mediator's written findings shall be released to the public within 30 days of that issuance of the recommendation, and the decision of the district board shall be final, provided that the school may appeal to the state. So basically this whole section is anytime there's any dispute between the parties, there's a half a year long dispute process that must be gone through by the district and the school in order to do anything. So at the point at which you start like doing lawsuits, uh, a lot of time has passed. <laughs> and also like, not only is a lot of time passed, but you have to like really be showing like negligence and a complete bad faith application of this contract by the school and presumably that's what you're taking them to court for i'm not a legal expert if you are and you're listening and you're just like screaming at me that's not how contracts work fair enough just tell us <laughs> anyway i wanted to jump in and let you know how just blazingly bad the standard like model contract that the charter school association shitheads put out to you know remind everyone that you're not exactly waiving your right to take something to court, but you are saying that in all instances that, as far as I'm aware, haven't escalated to like criminal conduct. You have to just do this, this uh, mind-bogglingly bureaucratic slog through the arbitration process. And again, I, I can't seem to get a STEM schools contract for anything, so fuck them. Yeah, so so you know, incom incompetent at best, or like, just actively like, actively evil staff yes. that work here. Um, presumably now they they just they they went back to their desk job at Raytheon. <laughs> uh, worse than that, or at least in my opinion, worse. Um, the the jobs that the evil people go to, so the administrators. Um, like I said earlier, we have the most amazing teachers. Um who not just uh you know are great at teaching but also are fantastic are uh, uh very supportive of um students and and genuinely give a fuck about the the well-being of their students which is awesome when you're in an environment like that one of the one of the skills that you have that keeps you there for a long time is being able to shield students from the administration oh exactly 100% that that's that's 100% what it is um uh uh and you were discussing the potential lawsuit uh, against the school for disability accommodation reasons. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, and, and, I, and also prior to that, if you'd like to return to it, you were discussing the uh, um, the, the the aftermath of the school shooting and and the legal ramifications, oh, the political right. ramifications. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can very much tell uh, uh, that I have severe ADHD from uh, the way I go through subjects. Welcome Don't worry, that's that's, that's, uh, that's half of this podcast. <laughs> that's mm, that's uh, uh, four fifths of this podcast. I'm the only one without ADHD. That's true. You're the only okay. one who's like, I like listening. I don't like listening to things. I just like the quiet. And we're like, no noise, all the noise constantly. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Today I had a quiet afternoon all by myself. I just laid down on my couch and. I read. I wish my mind wow. was as quiet as Dennis's is. <laughs> uh, anyway, please go on with those two things, though. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so the shooting, uh, another anecdote I have about it is, so it happened May 7th, 2019. 
Uh, two days later, on May 9th, of course, there were vigils, right? Um, the There was one vigil that was put on by the school at, uh, I believe it was like the principal's church or something. It was a nice ceremony. Um, it was great to see everyone, you know, in one place again. And, and there's a sort of great community uh, vibes and uh, had the chance to, you know, give hugs to friends who needed them, so on, so on. But with that, immediately after was another vigil down the street at uh, Highlands Ranch High School. Uh, and that vigil uh, was put on by a series of gun control groups. Uh, so what is it? Mom's Demand, uh, uh, the Brady Campaign, uh, March for Our Lives, I think one or two others. Uh, I knew that it was put on by them because I recognized their names uh, because, you know, brain poisoned by politics mm. um, in the internet. Uh, but apparently most people either did not recognize it. It was also very poorly communicated. Right. And it's also like, it's like two days after the shooting, right? Yes. This is literally two days after. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so you have, I don't know, fucking over a thousand people uh, crowded into the this sort of double-decker gym uh, at Heinz Ranch High School. Uh, and among the speakers are Senator Michael Bennett, the uh-huh. uh, Democrat from Colorado, and uh, uh, Congressman Jason Crow, Democrat from Colorado's 6th Congressional District. And uh, Jason Crow gave a respectful, decent speech. Kudos to him. I don't – his politics are trash, but that's a his, separate his matter. His politics are trash, and I, I, do, I do believe his policy on gun control is not in our streets, but definitely Afghanistan. The <laughs> <laughs> Buttigieg line. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I believe that was him who put out a tweet, tweet to that effect. Yeah. Either way. Uh, and uh, – but Michael Bennett, on the other hand – uh, fucking terrible public speaker. My God. How is he like a, a U.S. senator? Seriously, dude. Right. My Christ. Uh, he, although he is the policy workhorse of the Senate Democratic Caucus. That I know. Um, but nonetheless. Everything I, that's been done to us, we thank him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was the guy behind the $600 a week, though, with that uh, yeah. uh, hey, not bad. shitty little provision that didn't last long enough. Yeah, okay. I, I will thank him for our crumbs. <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank Thank you, my lord, for the crumbs you have bestowed upon us. <laughs> the gruel uh, be and, not so thin tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, and with that, you know, this speech from Michael Bennett being as trash as it was, the friend of mine I was with um, was very pissed off by it, naturally. And uh, so we walk out of the, the gym. We're in the hallway talking to some other friends, and they're all very upset. And this is irritating me that they are upset. Um, and so, can, I, can I ask what specifically about the speech was trash? I know you've told me it before. Oh God! Um, whereas, uh, whereas Jason Crow and and most of the other speakers did your sort of typical like you know this is a a tragedy you know we need to come together as a community you you know what I'm talking about your Standard typical speech. yeah your your normal condolences and shit uh Michael and uh, I believe Jason Crow had like half a sentence in which he sort of alluded to the notion of gun control. Whereas Michael Bennett, on the other hand, spent like, I don't know, half of it talking about this is why we need, you know, universal background or not universal background checks because that wouldn't have mattered. Uh, <laughs> but some some other, you know, uh, uh, gun control provisions uh, he spent like uh, 40 to 50 percent of the speech talking about. And, uh, you know, even though that most of my friends who I was talking to, you know, are for those things, they didn't give a shit at the time, uh, <laughs> as one should not give a shit at the time, uh, because, you know, fucking school had just been shot up. A kid had died. Yeah. Eight others, I believe, were injured. And so, 
on that, I'm standing out in the hallway talking to a few friends who are all very pissed off about this, naturally. And so I decide, you know what, my brilliant ideas, I step into the doorway <laughs> and yell, there's video of this. Um, the video just, you hear me, but not see me. Um, I yell, let STEM kids speak. Uh, this causes a, uh, uh, a significant commotion. The upperclassmen head out of the gym and uh, out the door outside, and they sort of had a... Uh, I guess on the spot vigil thing uh, for the the kid um, Kendrick, the the high school senior who died, uh, like shielding his classmates from uh, the shooters. They held a vigil for him, in which they played music, uh, said you know kind words, ha uh, turned on their phone flashlights, um, and then uh, uh, like. Under exaggerate? I I don't know. Um, There's a there is a word. There is a word for this. I think under exaggerate sounds right. No, mm, it, it's not wait. the one, but there is a word, and that one will work. Anyways, uh, I cannot um underestimate. Excuse, I can't. I cannot overstate, uh, overstate. just how um <laughs> I cannot overstate just how much commotion there was. Right? You know, these are uh you know keep in mind these kids and teachers and such. This is two days after shooting. You're hearing uh you know benches slam down right all these loud bangs and noises the whole but, thing about this was specifically that michael bennett is just sitting there being like we have to take away the guns and like at, at this vigil where none of the kids from the school who were who was shot up was allowed to say anything about it yeah and then the uh the upperclassmen and such returned and took control of the microphone and um gave a series of addresses um cool. uh, uh, speeches uh which was really cool and uh and all of a sudden, I had a lot of respect from the upperclassmen, and I was a freshman at the time, so that was neat, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bonus. Technically, I cannot say I heckled Senator Michael Bennett, because it was right after he walked away from the podium, and some other gal came up. Huh. Close enough. Close enough. Either way, they held, they held a politicized vigil about a thing that many of the people there might agree with, didn't let any of the kids speak at it, and uh, mostly just sort of communicated as, like, this is a... This is a regular old vigil where, like, we're going to just honor everyone. But for some reason, all the politicians who have a particular agenda are going to show up. And, you know, you're going to you're never going to hear from me very often that, like, you, you, like, I'm not going to say don't politicize something. I think times like that are actually very good moments to, like, start coaching people toward a particular political program that you think is actually beneficial here. But, like. I'm also not going to stand and be like, yeah, gun control, that's the answer. Like, as you mentioned, like most of the policies that he's talking about probably don't make much of a fucking difference because this is a kid who got a gun from someone who like, like you have to start like going into people's homes and punishing parents for not locking up the guns enough. You know what I mean? And even then, um, I, I believe it was reported that uh, the the uh, the shooter who uh, was legally an adult. So the one whose name is in the press, Devin uh, Erickson. Uh, they stole the, the firearms from his home and they busted open the like gun locker. Uh, uh <laughs> I, I believe I, I recall that being reported. Okay. Um, so like, what the fuck is gun control going to do here? And they were handguns too, right? Like it's not the fucking AR 15s. They're always on about. They came in with a couple of handguns and, and shot the place up. Right. So, <laughs> uh, gun control exactly would not have done anything like basically just, he's, yeah, he's giving a useless speech about how like the, all these policies it's like it's clearly politicized because anyone who knows what happened which is just starting to come out in the days following is like wait a minute you're just fucking offering us bullshit solutions and you don't actually give a shit like he ju it just came off very callous oh yeah i'm i'm pro politicization of tragedy if it like yeah you're inherently political <laughs> if you're not 
if you're not articulating politics related to them, that's political malpractice. And like, yes. get out of politics. You're doing it wrong. Um, it very much annoyed me when kids said like, oh, I wish they wouldn't politicize it. I rolled my eyes so hard at that. Yeah. Um, but well, it- however, to give an, a speech to uh, very traumatized, you know, kids and teachers two days after the school has been shot up. Not the move. Well, it's like that. There's there's a time like you can politicize a tragedy in the news and also just like give condolences to the students. Like there's a still there's yeah, still exactly. like a context in which you are doing the politicization and to just like walk up to a student who's shaking whose school has just been shot up and be like this could this you know if we'd done gun control this wouldn't have happened and then walk away. It's <laughs> like, it just seems so fucking cruel. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did, however, get a chance to um uh. As my friend characterized it, tell Jason Crow to go fuck himself. Cool. Um, fuck I, him. I went up to yeah, I went up to him. I said, "Oh, you know, Congressman Crow. You know, my parents voted for you. You know, they're party line Democrats. Blah blah blah." Um, however, uh, gun control is cool and all, but if we don't have a planet to, uh, but if the planet is on fire, you're not going to be able to do gun control. So, will you support the Green New Deal? <laughs> like, <laughs> I uh, what do you say even, to that? Uh, he, uh, his um. One of his his uh, his aides was with him and, and scurried him off. Um, <laughs> he, he he only had the chance. Uh, his aide only gave him the chance. Uh, although I say gave him the chance, you know, he he understood what was happening, of course. Um, yeah. But, you know, he he said, oh, you know, thank you for your, uh, uh, you know, tell your family. I thank them for their support, that kind of shit. Uh, and then he scurried off. Uh, um, yeah. But cool. <laughs> nonetheless, even in a moment of mourning and tragedy, I too got in my politicization. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna make it inappropriate. We're gonna talk about politics then. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. And uh, so oh, go another. Ahead. Oh sorry, I I was gonna move on to a new section. In- I was also going to move on to a new section. Good, what was the good. section you were going to move on to? <laughs> um, I was gonna we'll, talk we'll more about segue. corporate shit. You, you were gonna talk about the GE stuff and the Lockheed yes, stuff. Yes. G- Lockheed internships and General Electric in my environmental science class. Okay, I got one. Oh shit, what were we saying? Because I'm I, I basically just like, oh fuck, I'm losing it. So so <laughs> this is a you know so we've talked about how this is a neoliberal um, this is a neoliberal experiment. This is a democratic stronghold. You have all these democratic people there, and this school is somehow both like neoliberal austerity and full on libertarianism. So. This the experience of having of having these like this like disjointed disjointed monster. It's the Ayn Rand preschool from The Simpsons. Oh God, it is. <laughs> yeah, this disjointed monster that you like. You go to you wake up and you go there every day, and you've had to you know experience this tragedy. There is also you know is also driven by the same thing that is driving Jason Crow to. You know, not even touch, not even touch like Green New Deal stuff. Right. Because because this school literally is getting corporate money the same way that politicians are. It's not going to it's not going to, you know, uh, 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 it's not going to make waves because that would maybe mess up their, you know, that would mess up their uh, mess up their cash cow that they have going. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And uh for you know the sort of area that we're in, I believe across the street is uh, a big visa office and uh, data center, right? Um, <laughs> uh, within, let's see, how many miles? I, I pull it up on Google Maps. Uh, it's not fucking telling me. I don't know. Within like less than ten miles of my school, 
um, oh, definitely less than 10 miles, is a, a fucking huge Lockheed Martin campus that is nestled behind uh, some of the, uh, the sort of first layer of large hills slash mountains, uh, depending on where you're from. Uh, a campus so large, they have private horse stables for their employees. <laughs> what? Jesus. For, for what the employees. Per- I learned that recently. For the employees recently. to go bed down in, of course. <laughs> to, like, wait, to, to, to like ride your horse to work with? Uh, for, if you're a employee of Lockheed Martin, uh, I, you can, uh, and you have a horse, they have like a stables and, and grounds for you to keep your horse at. Okay. So it's literally for you to ride your horse to work and also to not have to pay some other company to stable your horse. Cause you still live in a suburb. Uh, not even ride your horse to work, but just like have, a um, for recreational purposes, you know, is sort of horse in a stable because, uh, if you look it up on Google maps, you will see. You're definitely not riding your horse to work. Um, okay, it just, but it's, it's like a, <laughs> just down the center of the highway. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it just sort of uh, uh, really tells you just uh, the sort of level of feudalism that uh, they're operating on. And uh, Lockheed, not only do they have you know their own sort of uh, uh, estate for the horses to roam around on and such, but they also have their own water subdistrict. Like, oh they, Jesus, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look up. Uh, you go, you know, you Google Denver Water District, uh, uh, and then, you know, look at their list of sub-districts. Lockheed has their own one. They, they, uh, they have, like, their own quasi-governmental entity. Okay, so they literally have a board of people who control all the water that goes in and out, and then just kick back some of the money to, like, Colorado State Government or Denver Water in order to, like, have access to that amount of water. Is that normal for large corporations that do, like, industrial manufacturing, though? I wonder. Uh, I don't know if... If the that particular level of devolution do they even is is normal do well, manufacturing there? Uh I'm no one knows exactly what they do. <laughs> <Just there>. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> That's kind of the point of it being nestled behind mountains. Yeah, yeah. There, there there is a strong tradition in Colorado of just behind the first layer of foothills, like putting like your rocky flats ass, like exactly n- yeah. nuclear propulsion testing, whatever that you can't quite see from the highway, but you go back yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's literally just behind the very first layer of of, uh, of foothills. It is. Uh, it is. That it, they it's it's weird. their state. The highway is <laughs> cut through the foothills a little bit, and just as you drive by on the highway, you suddenly look out into what looks like sort of emptiness going toward the mountains, and you just spy this like Truman Show style like suburb <laughs> directly through this cut, just cut through uh, this the 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 wall, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> it's yeah, horrifying. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that, Lockheed, uh, they have not only are they a significant a significant donor to the school, um, the largest I believe, uh, but they also have an internship program with the school. Wow! So seventeen year olds oh. can go off and help design bombs. They claim that the uh, uh, that the kids are only working on you know like space related shit. But I'm sorry, that's fucking bullshit. We all know it. Right, um, this, this is one of those like, okay, uh, kids, we want you to find a way to uh, help Santa deliver toys uh, remotely because Santa works very hard. Now we need you to be able to deliver a payload of toys of at least 10 tons. <laughs> <laughs> the interns there, though, are doing very serious work. Like they don't keep them on the the Santa tracker project or whatever. They actually <laughs> do have them working on the like, uh, you know, projects that the actual engineers are on uh in designing i don't know some more aerodynamic kind of bomb to throw at yemeni's children you're saying they primarily work with space stuff you said 
That's in their theory, claim. So, so wait a minute. That's You're telling claim, yes. me that as they defund NASA, the future of private space flight is being built by 17-year-olds? Great. I'm into it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I can, cool, I could play Fortnite in space. Yes. <laughs> Coggers. What do you mean Starlink uh, is designed to allow us to play Battle Royales while we are all mm-hmm. stuck in our space pods working for Amazon? The and the the actual like OS is just Roblox <laughs> built, on, built on Roblox. Yeah, it's built on Roblox. Tesla now powered by Roblox. <laughs> oh. uh, we are so in tune with younger generations, and it shows. I do know kids play Roblox, but uh, that's 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 about that's the only boomer joke I'm gonna make. All right. The the cringy kids play Roblox. Ah. Uh. Well, you know what? Artemis. What the cool kids play? Oh, is Artemis <laughs> Minecraft? Oh, well, Artem- Artemis plays both. So okay. Well, I mean, Let's... to be fair, Artemis may be a little cringe sometimes. Ar- Artemis is, I think, okay with that. Yeah, I mean, we all have a little bit of cringe, don't we? Yeah. Anyway, she's just, exactly. She's doing a better job embracing it than we are. Yes. There you go. Sorry. Go ahead. Talk to us about the bombs. <laughs> oh, the 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 bombs and things. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, you don't, you aren't told very much about it. In uh, one of the reasons for that is because uh, those teenagers, they have security. They are given security clearances. Like <laughs> that's another reason why we don't know shit about it this, because they literally are like sworn to secrecy on it. <laughs> this is like this is like the lab that uh, Peter Parker always like in every universe that there's a Peter Parker goes to. Um, and yeah. there's just for some reason some 17 year old that's allowed to walk around, you know, a government lab that's doing like genetic engineering. Oh, Very no, weird that, to me. <laughs> that means our first superhero is going to be a failed child who was bitten by like a radioactive scorpion. Well, no! of course, <laughs> I mean, of course it is though. Like they're not gonna let they're not gonna let some poor kid become a superhero. Uh, that's true. That, that, actually, that is literally the whole point of the show, The Boys. So really, um, oh yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, the boys we can talk about that later. Though. With the the boys okay. woke what is it about? Fuck Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. That can be another episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, another episode brought uh, to you by Amazon. Right? It's an right. Amazon show. Yeah. So your so yep. your your school is doing partnerships with 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 this Lockheed plant, giving kids security clearances and uh, swearing them to, I assume, like very legally aggressive and pursuable secrecy. If they even like talk about it with their peers. I mean, yeah, they literally are given like federal clearance uh that, because that sounds really that, alienating i don't know i i don't <laughs> know those people very well personally i mean um, see you're you're either you know you're either uh one of the theater kids and you just are in one of those you're one of the band geeks and just like you know stuck in you know talking to other sexually active band geeks or your band geek you know, representation or you're you know one of the people who works at lockheed or interns at lockheed <laughs> martin and you you're only allowed to talk to each other <laughs> it's still a cl- it's still a type of click <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, with that, that's not the only uh, sort of security clearance related provision. Uh, on that, my uh, computer science teacher was saying a few weeks back that every year around uh, February, March, he has uh, between mm, three and ten uh, FBI agents come and talk to him because they're doing background checks on, uh, you know, kids who graduated like one or two years ago. Jesus. Uh, and because of the, the, uh, computer science education they received at STEM, uh, they're able to basically 
uh, jump into a job at Homeland Security or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you already That's got the awful. background check the first time around, so you know we might as well just skip past all this important stuff and ask you, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> I, so I love this uh, this dichotomy because uh, you know Raytheon is literally across the street from your school or whatever. Lockheed. <laughs> oh, Lockheed. <laughs> Lockheed Martin is uh, literally like you know within a stone's throw of your school. Yeah. Um, and historically, the this the uh, the city that I grew up in and I went to high school in uh, has uh, Northrop Grumman there, and also JPL not too far, and they work together. Um, and I prior to uh, prior to this uh, show, I did a little bit of digging to see, like, oh, has Northrop Grumman or JPL ever done anything? with uh my school district uh you know to see like maybe they were trying to fund the the science programs here at these you know these poor working class mexican schools nope never once not at all Jesus. so <laughs> so it's weird <laughs> again <laughs> again just a weird sort of privilege that you get as a <laughs> as a white student <laughs> in a very, very odd how that works i, I don't a, know what's up with that in a very economically <laughs> economically privileged part of the united they states they keep fast tracking you to the top of the oppression pyramid why do they do that i know <laughs> curious curious <laughs> Uh, that's wild i'm surprised they're doing all the background checks on students there like don't they just like like don't they just give you massive amounts of technology that they use to like cull data from the students so that like they just already know you it it also just seems so risky because like high school kids can't keep a secret what are you talking about (laughs) like these fucking nerds can i mm, oh man that must be the only thing they got going for them there was an episode, it was either Chapo, Truanon, or one of the ones where there was the Chapo people on Truanon, but that was the one thing they said is the number one feature of the ruling class. The entire thing is based on secrets. Like, you don't just jack off onto Geronimo's skull in a coffin because, like, it's just a, th- a wacky thing you do as a lark. It's because they want you to do things that are secretable secrets they can keep because the entire system is basically you're let in once you demonstrate you can keep a secret so actually i would suggest that it's not specifically that the the internship assumes they can keep a secret but the internship is the proving ground for whether or not they can it's one of the many Uh, ways to do that that's a good way of thinking of it i like that yeah that's some four-dimensional chess there charlie Uh, yeah (laughs) i mean i think it's like i I still think it's like i mean i understand we're, we're joking around a little but it's like no that's like they they don't have to do it on purpose. They just have to know that, like, you have to be able to trust each other intensely. And that's yeah. how you make a ruling class. I think it's also that thing that I I want to say, like, neurotypicals do, where they know, like, what to talk about and what not to talk about, like, implicitly. Yeah. And it's yeah. very... Oh. It's very I mean, I can't keep my ma- my mouth closed. First of all, I'm fucking. Me, I'm a me fucking, either. I'm a fucking yeah, gossip. Okay, I I I'm. That's what I'm gonna get punished for in 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 purgatory or whatever the fuck. Heck, Bryn, you're here telling us about the schools. So yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm. I mean, I'm also a gossip too, but that's just because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of us, all of us are gonna burn in hell and or the the camps. Yeah, we'll we'll all give Satan a lap dance at some point. It's fine. Yeah, so like that's and that's like that's what that culture is. That culture is like, oh, you have to know like when 
to like like who you can say this or that to implicitly based off of nothing other than how neurotypicals understand information to and how it's shared yes uh, amongst themselves so like it's, li- it's, literally some of the what creates the concept of neurotypicality is the professional managerial class and these upper echelons of quote-unquote norm normal society where like you have to have that skill you are not mm-hmm. neurotypical if you do not have that skill and yes. they will they will test it they will test you to see if you have it in the process even though it's sort of only in it's an inadvertent like cultural replication thing but you still got to have it to keep climbing the ranks yes and yeah and that's it's it's that's why something like you know ooh PC culture like is is aversive to them, because they would never understand like how to communicate when you're surrounded by when you're surrounded by by that kind of of culture that kind of replication of of a of of a of a phenomenon that you yourself get to you know call normal you you don't it's it's scary to think that you're the one that's wrong mm-hmm. first of all and it's it's frightening that that they get to they, they get to determine like how how our culture is 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 shaped because the those people those are the mark zuckerbergs and the and the jeff bezos's of our world mm-hmm. yeah yeah they uh, say sp- speaking speaking of they do collect a lot of data from you yeah. correct as students uh no, what do you mean by that? Elaborate. Uh, I I remember you talked to me about how like they would give like they gave you all those VR headsets so you could do cool VR projects. Oh, but okay, what they wanted okay, in okay, return okay, okay, okay. was all the data. Well, okay, the not necessarily data in the like uh uh I don't know the fucking the the way you hear it when uh Facebook you know has something to do with it, right? Okay. Um, fair fair uh, enough. I just want to make sure this information is in here because it's very interesting. To yeah, me. yeah. Oh, all right. Going on that so. Uh, another thing Lockheed did for us was donate um, some really fucking fancy computer equipment, a great deal actually, and uh, among that was uh, VR headsets. Um, and the data they wanted back, again, this is a privilege of being in the upper class, they didn't want surveillance data, they wanted research reports. They wanted use use data. Hmm. Yeah, they, want, they wanted us to uh, report to them like a fucking graduate student who does all the work for their top uh uh uh, big name professor does right like uh, in actually carrying out the study you know uh uh being down there in the spreadsheet mines for 18 hours a day right the spreadsheet (laughs) mines absolutely yeah um but so they don't necessarily want to surveil us because again you know we're talking about the the upper uh echelons of of society they've got the fbi to figure that out if they really need to Exactly. Yeah. Um, They're married and, into the uh, FBI if they if they really are that desperate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's the best way to put it. Really. Yeah, they wanted to sort of uh, use us for like more experimental ish purposes rather than like pure data harvesting. Um, but continuing on that, another uh, you know sort of facet of militarism present at my school is uh, a program run by the U.S. Air Force and, you know, all the their contractors, of course, called uh, Cyber Patriot, oh, or as I call God. it, Cyber Nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> that is not yeah. remotely dystopian or spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell like, us I more remember, about I, Cyber Patriot. Yeah, I remember when I was in, like, seventh grade or something and they introduced it to the school, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> with that, uh, the, the Cyber Nationalist program, uh, as I call it, what they do is that it's basically like hacking competitions uh, and they give you like a um, 
fucking Linux virtual machine or something, uh, and they want you to find, like, the vulnerabilities in it, right? That's what it's all about. It's, um, uh, essentially high, uh, simulated high-stakes bug bashing. It's, it's a, it's a hackathon, mm-hmm. but for high school students. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and when they have their events, they are proper hackathons. They last for a fucking long while. They'll, they'll be there, um, you know, late into the night, uh, working on these things. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. And you can learn all that same kind of stuff from like YouTube. You don't need state sponsorship to come in and like learn how computers communicate and what vulnerabilities exist. And I mean, I think. I, I think in general, yes. Um, be, oh, ooh, what was that? Oh, don't, don't mind. But and I think in general, yes. But there are some people who do like. There are some people who work better with that like classroom environment, and there's other people that you know are better at the individual thing. Yeah, no, it's no, just I, still really weird that they're sending in, um, you know, multi-trillion-dollar, uh, you know, weapons manufacturers to do it for you, though, exactly, <laughs> to teach you all. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. the weird thing. Yeah, no. The, the weapons manufacturers don't actually teach us. They just, like, bankroll the thing. Right. I mean, yeah. it, the, essentially, though. This, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. Computer Basics 101 class sponsored by Northrop Grumman. Like, it's, this is, <laughs> this is yeah, it's yeah. weird that they're doing, like, very normal, like, very, uh, you know, very, like, not obscure, like, mainstream stuff that, yeah, Dennis is right. You know, people probably do learn this better in a classroom environment. This would be a good class to teach, but then it's it's mixing in that's that's the propaganda part of all this is it's mixing in these very overt this very this very overt messaging about it being you know a patriotic it's a patriotic fucking fucking program that you're going to like oh well i'm learning you know i'm i'm learning like computer science computer security uh stuff no no that doesn't you know we don't want to sponsor computer science slash computer security program okay we want to sponsor right. the american patriot act Two. Mm-hmm. right well and that it's it's just like i fucking like i understand that like the education system has always to some, to some large degree like you know my dad learning like punch card programming and fortran stuff in college was offered a lot of jobs out of college to build missiles and shit that he didn't want and mm-hmm. thank god he didn't fucking take but like <laughs> it's just like that's like like he was you know being taught in college things that would be be sort of uh useful to that but the idea that like in middle and high school now whereas before we were like winning the presidential award for doing more than 10 pull-ups you're now receiving like the cyber patriot award for code hacking it's just like what the fuck you used it's not only that but it's it's keeping it also it's also keeping it oligarchical because guess what like uh you know your school district like I said, got, uh, you know, got fucking, uh, you know, what was it uh, you were saying, Raytheon or Lockheed Martin? Whereas, yeah, you got Lockheed in your school. Uh, literally, my school or my city has Northrop Grumman in it. Never bothers with our schools. So it's like they're really only keeping it as oligarchical as possible as well. Like, yeah. yeah you, just, to, just to maybe bomb the pores at some point in the future. Yeah. You learn to type <laughs> NMAP into the command line. But, like, also, you're the only one that learned to type NMAP into the command line because yeah. nobody else was given, you know, that opportunity. So it's, it's, it's again, like, American, the American education system is 
still somehow doing the bare minimum, even at what is supposed to be this, you know, perfect, perfect place that, 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 you know, parents that families have bought into middle, you know, quote unquote, middle class uh, families have bought into as part of their American dream, as part of, uh, as part of the thing that they're supposed to be doing that we're recreating, you know, American, uh, culture and we're doing it, we're, 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 we're doing it at the behest of, uh, at the behest of these corporations. You know, you say type nmap into the command line. Um, while I'm not in the class right now, I will be next year. I sit in on certified ethical hacker because I have an independent study under that teacher during the same class period. And so, you know, I hear all the shit. Um, and yeah, the last few classes have literally been nmap. <laughs> I, I cannot stress enough that you can learn this shit on your own you can you can call me and we can sit on discord and i will download information upload information into your brain about this stuff because i've also watched the dumb video i promise i like the classes though they're they're done very well uh and with oh, that yeah. you know school, the... school can be cool but um the military runs it now yeah, that's a good point. I pointed this out to my computer science teacher, who's a progressive guy, um, and uh, I I point out that like, do you ever think about how the sort of twenty percent of funding for a school that comes from the private sector, you know, being dominated by Lockheed, Boeing, these defense contractors, you ever think about how your salary in my education is in part paid for by the profits, uh, you know, from bomb from selling bombs to the defense department to go. In Saudi Arabia to go drop on, you know, again, Yemeni's children in hospitals and and such like that. And uh, and he was put aback by that. He was like, oh, fuck, I never thought about it that way. Um, <laughs> and that's just the thing. You never think about it that way when you are the teacher, even if you are politically progressive, simply because to think such a thought is so fucking grim. It's not it's not only grim, but it's that thing uh, Dennis mentioned earlier that we were talking about. Like, there are certain things you do talk about and certain things you don't talk about. And uh, exactly. to all be in that position, you have to have spent 30, 40 years not talking about it. And it's nice to know that all you have to do is say it once for the person to go, oh, crap. And then they can't ever unthink that. But what they do with that, I don't know. I hope a seed was planted in that conversation. Right. But yeah, I, I it's just think, 30 years of not talking about it yeah yeah it's it's quite insidious too yeah and even when you do talk about it this is uh now we can get into the general electric business right yeah we somehow spun just away from ge we 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 avoided it entirely there's all there, i mean like there's so much information that our regular riffing is getting in the way of the information <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I so, enjoy the riffs too so i don't know how to balance it <laughs> uh, i mean i think it's just gonna be a long episode and people will deal so, talking about GE. GE. All right. So, in my AP environmental science class, um, we began this weird fucking partnership, I guess you could call it, with General Electric. And so, what that consists of so far is, like, uh, Zoom calls with the the hacks from GE. Uh, and with that, they were... Uh, Mostly engineers, right, who work on things like wind turbines. I think that's mainly what they, they were. So, so they're, le um, they're letting you talk to the, like, environmentally friendly wing of GE. Yes, yes. This I any, pointed this out. Is this anything beyond propaganda? <laughs> uh, the, I, luckily, I'm, I was surprised. You know what? I'll get there later. What am I doing? Okay, we'll keep um, going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> all right. So as I was saying, um, we have these Zoom calls 
with uh, these engineers from General from General Electric who work on uh, primarily wind turbines. And, uh, you know, they told us all about the wind turbines. They didn't really tell us any information that we didn't already attain from the textbooks, uh, the the heavily researched notes that my uh, teacher does uh, gives us, and, uh, you know, our own research, right? Like, they weren't really telling us anything fucking new. Wind good. <laughs> Wind good, yes. Um, but the point of it was that uh, they split us up in the four groups. You got to choose what group you're in. I believe, uh, and the groups were all about, uh, like, get ready for this. Get ready for fucking this. Solving climate change. Like, they literally want fucking 17-year-olds to fix climate change. Oh, yeah. This hey, is their big hey, grand hey, plan. If you, if you solve it, then you can't claim any copyright over it. So, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. They split us up in the four groups, you know, there was like a technology group, uh, an infrastructure group, one I don't remember, and then my group, which was the social issues group, right? <laughs> and so, uh, so, Social issues, uh, technology, environment, and foreign policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been really fucking funny if it was foreign policy. Oh, Holy God, shit. I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> Me too. Um, I, I I have been in political science classes where they've been like, let's solve another country uh, because they're climate they're a climate problem. Mm. It's very <laughs> very upsetting. Oh, ouch! Oh man, that's uh, and yeah, General Electric. So uh, we're in these you know four groups, uh, and it's our fucking job as seventeen year olds to to solve climate change. Uh, I am exaggerating that a little bit, but nonetheless. Uh, the the guy at the school whose job it is to like run these partnerships, Doctor, why don't you guys give me an alias name here? Uh, Doctor Alias. Doctor Alias. That's <laughs> the, there you go. Doctor Alias, right? This fucking guy, um, <laughs> uh, who who runs these things? He's you know he's told us that like uh the you know what I assume are. Uh, assholes who bear titles like senior vice president for growth and development, senior vice president <laughs> for uh, I I don't know, but uh, you, you know how it is with these absurd titles. I hate to add that I have to ask this: these are titles at your school or at GE? The General Electric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, okay. I'm just making that off um that that up off the t off uh, sure. Uh, you know, pulling that out of my ass. But uh, nonetheless, that's the sort of. Those types. Uh, impression I got, yeah, those ass, that sort uh, of, you know, not upper... all the way at the top, not the C-suite guys, but one step, one or two steps below them. Right, the upper um, managerial class. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Alias, you know, he tells us he's been talking with uh, these clowns and uh, and that they're all, you know, very excited to hear the ideas that young people have. Um, and uh, by the way, this partnership between my school and GE the very first one General Electric has done. Um, oh no! Mm. <laughs> I I'm sure they funded a series uh, litany of science fairs. Um, I'm more than confident they have. But uh, in terms of actual, like you know, direct uh, peer uh, sort of collaboration, if you want to call it that, between you know their employees and students, this is the first time. Schools haven't been privatized enough until now to let GE get all the way in front of the students. <laughs> But not anymore. It, utilizing uh, uh, innovative organizational schemes and structures, uh, we we have made it possible for. I don't have the amount of brain capacity to continue this bit. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to cut that. I apologize. It's, 
no no we're gonna leave in all the jargon <laughs> oh, oh god um i could have made that funny uh, but uh, i'm sad i'm sad that i don't have the uh brain capacity at this moment to do that thanks to being up for 13 hours uh it's, but it's, it's okay if you're anything like me you'll hear about ba- you'll you'll listen back to this and go wow that was good and funny and competent and i did not know that until after it came out and i re-listened to it probably <laughs> um happens yeah, every time yeah yeah um but anyway yeah anyway yeah. so so you know these uh these senior vice presidents are very excited to hear what young people have to say about how we're going to solve climate change right yeah. they're looking you know the classic buzzword they're looking for they're always looking for solutions right no matter what it is it's always a solution it's never a product or a service anymore it's just fucking solutions um by saying that the the future's in the hands of the children they're you know simultaneously taking the pressure off themselves to uh to solve this giant problem by not uh, by not producing as much for the military industrial complex, you know they're also kind of obfuscating that they're in fact the ones in charge of producing uh, all these products. Most of the carbon. Yeah, most of the carbon themselves. So yeah. Also, it's just like I I love it. We're gonna give uh, the the future uh, to the children early because by the time they're old enough to work for us and solve it they'll be dead from it yeah yeah in yeah. order to extract in, in, from them from the in the future we need to extract from them now <laughs> also not my fault you can't prove it yeah yeah and uh with that uh fucking uh uh so my group the social issues group right we uh we all agree because you know we are zoomers that uh green new deal right and uh you know, everyone sort of agreed with the extensive policy positions that I laid out that within like, you know, two minutes of being assigned to this group, I had already a document full of shit uh, just because I know where all the source material is. And also you have literally written out chunks of Green New Deal for like me before. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, you know what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, on that, you know, Dr. Alias comes in the other fucking day and, uh, you know, he asks us, um, you know, what is your guys' uh uh you know uh plan for what you're gonna, you know, say to GE in your presentation or whatever, right? And uh because, you know, he's he's one of the uh stretch the form type guys, uh he's he's very um irritated by the fact that like because of fucking COVID and Zoom, the only thing we can do is I don't know a goddamn presentation of some sort. Um, you know, he wants us to do some, I don't know, fucking ridiculous, uh, uh, you know, build a, a working model of a, a, of a, a wind turbine or some dumb shit like that. Uh, we have to be innovative. Use your, v- use your VR headsets to build a perfect world where there is not climate change. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, some shit like that. Fucking one of the history teachers, uh, who, before he got shit canned for, uh, um, what was it? Um, disobeying 504 plans and uh, uh, rumor was he was drinking on the job and his stepdaughter uh, slightly confirmed that. Uh, Before he was shit canned, he literally did exactly that and sort of like, you know, use VR to uh, um, uh, or build a, uh, what was it? Uh, A game in Unity or not a game, but an environment in Unity for you to like look at through the VR, build a digital museum in Unity uh, for you to, you know, view through the vr goggles with and uh 
Subsequently, it wasn't a fucking history class at that point. It was a computer science class, and everyone wanted to kill themselves, except for a handful of nerds. Um, well, it's important to remember how poorly a lot of this technology is being implemented. Just like, <laughs> I don't know, fucking history goes in a museum. Make a virtual museum. Yeah, Tell yeah, me history. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> uh, spot on. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Dr. fucking Alias, those are his kind of... Uh, uh, that's his whole shtick, you know, stretch the form. Uh, the, the the boomer shit. Yeah. When you say stretch the form, it I was not understanding what that meant because that felt like like PMC lingo that you would only hear at this school or in like boardrooms. And I'm like, what you're saying is like the medium through which you are sculpting, take it and make it and like bring it into new mediums and arenas to like make it bigger, like stretching the form of the, the, the thing. Yes. That was so unclear to me until I just, 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 I think I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I got the stretch the form from like Twitter shit posting. That's where I, I grabbed really? it. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. My, my particular sort of area of Twitter shit posting, the, the, um, what is it? Um, uh, uh, the Matt and Liz Brunick fan club, that sort of cohort. Oh. So, so, so it's like taking the PMC lingo and then like just shit posting it at people who aren't going to get it anyway because they have a whole different lingo that comes from like Jack Dorsey. Uh, yeah, PMC shit posting basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. Uh, but anyway, your science and, class. Yeah, my fucking science class. Um, so yeah, Doctor Alias. You know, he's he's irritated that because of COVID we can't truly stretch the form. Um uh and we have and we basically have to do some kind of presentation. Uh and so on that he then proceeds to like nag us and saying like what's your goal? What's your goal? And goes off on this uh fucking rant about how uh we have to have a good goal and if you don't have a good goal you're going to fail. And like we are all perfectly capable of drafting a decent goal statement, right? Like uh, the, this guy, he just comes in and acts like we can't write a fucking paragraph or something. The, the it's, it's Green ridiculous. New Deal, even as it exists currently, is a goal statement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, he comes in, he gives up this rant, and then, you know, he asks us, like, okay, you know, what do you guys think is necessary to solve climate change? And, you know, uh, I, I point out that, like, General Electric are the enemy here. And uh, he said, and he he said to me word for word, "Do you really believe that General Electric is the enemy?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yes. And then this is the part where I was surprised. <laughs> Fucking everyone else in the class, not kidding, everyone else agreed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's how that solidarity works, folks. Yeah. 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 Uh, I should have mentioned earlier the two kinds of uh, politics that you have at my school. If you're a student, um, you're either a socialist uh, or you're a libertarian. There's not much in between. Uh, it's Those are the two options. Uh, and we have a lot more socialists than we do libertarians, thank God. Um, this is good. But you're, yeah. you're not the ones who are going to be given the power, but I think there might be enough of you just yet that we can do this. For, hopefully, hopefully. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so the, the surprising radicalism of my class backing me up on this shit, you know, pointing out, uh, dude, GE, they're the enemy. They're the reason why, among other things, you can't swim in the Hudson River, right? This because all the fucking PCBs they dumped in there. Literally, the day before, or the class before this, we had learned about, specifically, about General Electric dumping shit tons of PCBs into the Hudson River. Um, PC and then, boards. Uh, PC, PCBs, it's a, uh, um, it's Is not PCBs. Is this PC a chemical? 
Yes, it's a form of chemical. <laughs> it's it's a really long fucking word. That's why they cut it down to PCB. I was really hoping that, that you were saying PCP because that sounds <laughs> like, you know, radical, uh, radical anarchy. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, polychlorinated bi- biphenyl. Yeah, polychlorinated biphenyl. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's, so it's, the previous class to this, you learned they were just dumping this into the Hudson River. Yeah, General Electric specifically, we learned specifically <laughs> about that, like, case. It was the, it was the big example, uh, when we were, you know, learning about the details of the Superfund, the Superfund Act and Program. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Betrayed <laughs> by history yet again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this wonderful irony. Uh, and, uh, uh. So, you know, Dr. Alias, uh, you know, irritated at us for correctly recognizing that General Electric is the enemy. Um, however, uh, you know, he he insists that like, you know, oh, what do you you know, they're committed to uh, 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 they're committed to decarbonization by 2045. I blurt out just like that's not enough. Um, and in response, he says, I agree. It's like, what do you mean you agree? You fucking don't. You're, you're advocating their position on, on, uh, on some level, right? Like, what the fuck is this? Does Dr. Alias work for GE or the school? The school. He's the, he's the partnerships Jesus. guy. That's his okay, whole so he, so, so he works for the school, but his, his, his only job is to make sure the corporations like you. Yeah, he did a, a, a thing a few, a few years ago where, uh, they set up a bunch of, like, corporate, uh, uh, like teleconferencing equipment in this one room. They called it the SYNC, S Y N K, some kind of acronym. It, uh, but the whole point was like teleconference with kids in Mexico or some shit. I don't. I remember what? that being a thing. It was all very dumb. Oh, uh, that's abhorrent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, the Department of Education. This was you know under the Trump administration. Their official blog had a piece on it. Really. Yes, yes. Um, your, I'll, your I'll send it to you after telecom- this. <laughs> teleco- your school teleconferencing to the other side of the wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to the other side of the wall and to like some uh, Mexican school that uh, Dr. Alias went to visit and he he told us some stories about that definitely aren't true. Um, or, you know, he was just living some kind of phantasmatic delusion, honestly, uh the latter, I believe, is probably more likely. Um, White people mm-hmm. really just love going on mission trips, don't they? <laughs> he says. <laughs> <laughs> like, we exactly can't escape it. It's just... Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, techno mission trip. <laughs> techno mission trip. <laughs> oh, Wait. my God. Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, luckily, I got some great dunks in on Dr. Alias uh, that... Even my teacher laughed at, um, although she has good politics, so it makes sense why she laughed at it. Um, but anyways, yeah, doc- Dr. Alias scolding us for recognizing that GE are the enemy. Uh, but even in the sort of final, you know, goal statement or whatever uh, and presentation that we are doing, we we plan to, you know, be subversive about it, right? Like, we're not idiots. We're, we're not giving up on this. Um, right, you're not allowed to speak ill of the king, but you can write a play about a previous king that's definitely not about this king. Yeah, yeah, wink, wink, nod, nod, that kind of <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> except uh, we are a bit uh, less passive-aggressive and more aggressive in that respect, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, the presentation has yet to actually be significantly worked on, uh, so I'll let you know how it goes. Um, Ooh. Please do. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Uh, anyways, it's pretty clear what GE want from us is to, like, tell them how good a job they're doing. And, like, I don't know, for them to sponsor more science fairs or some shit like that. You're, 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 you're being used for PR so that, like, you, they can have a bunch of kids work on something. They can use you as, they can hold you up as, like, look, this child created this thing for us. And it's, it's incredible, the minds of the youth. It's just, it's just a pure, uh... A pure propaganda exercise that like might end up with a product they force on like a nation in Africa or something. Oh my god, oh, yeah. literally exactly that. I can't believe we didn't cover this. This fucking sophomore at my <laughs> school who was on the cover of Time for inventing oh, a yeah. machine in response to the Flint water crisis that doesn't need to fucking exist. Like we know how not to have leaded water. We've <laughs> you been don't doing put lead it in it. For like a couple thousand years. Yeah, just don't fucking put lead in it. Um, and don't <laughs> privatize your water district. Uh, right. Like the, the uh, you know, the uh, po- poisoning of, of uh, Flint's water, you know, came directly because of cost cutting measures implemented by the privatized water company. Um, uh, anyways, yep. the, and this fucking sophomore at my school invented some dumbass machine uh, and uh, bait and claims to have written a uh, AI no, uh, which uh, det- uh, Chrome extension, which detects cyberbullying. I'm going to just your your school is just the photo op school. Is, yes. Is, yeah. Is just yes. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's so wait, wait, wait. Sorry for the, the diversion. No, no, I want to actually ask real quick about that diversion. This this student invented a device to de-lead water that I'm assuming, based on context, was foisted on an African nation? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's been foisted on an African nation yet. I think we're like a couple okay. years away from that, but they're getting okay. there. Don't worry. I was not clear. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, fucking... That's slightly better. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce her first name. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her first name. Um, Don't even worry about but, it. But yeah, you look up like Time Magazine, you know, Kid of the Year 2020, she'll come up and uh, God, it makes me want to. And like, she's an asshole in real life, like a stuck up prick. <laughs> she, she, know, she knows way too well that she's smart. Like it's ugh, uh, makes like most people at the school because, you know, we're nerds, queers, social recluses, you name it are humble about knowing a lot of things about a niche field or whatever. This gal, not. <laughs> I, li- I, li- I like it when people think I'm cool, and I know too much about this incredibly niche field to be cool, but like, I don't know, tell me once in a while, instead of this other person who's like, all will kneel before me, the person who has solved the Flint water crisis, despite the fact that it somehow seems to still be going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And cyberbullying, well, we, don't forget that. I mean, that. we invented the device to solve it. Why is it still going on, Charlie? Oh, right, right. I forgot also the <laughs> the, the, the AI device that prevents cyberbullying on the internet by, I don't know, I presume just navigating you to, like, Neopets whenever someone starts to cyberbully you. <laughs> it just turns, it turns the machine off. If, if you can't see it, then it isn't real. <laughs> right, every time you open Chrome, it just auto-closes it for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then it pops up and then it pops up to the video how is cyberbullying even real just just close your eyes just turn it off yeah and oh excuse me she didn't invent a, uh, a device to you know take lead out of water um even less productive than that something we've known how to do uh also for like uh, decades at least probably a couple centuries is um she invented <laughs> a device ready for this that detects lead in water 
Ah, right. Oh. So, so, so she didn't solve the Flint water crisis. She made us more aware of it. Yeah, yeah. But the PR around it basically claimed, like, it more or less claims that she solved the Flint <laughs> it, water crisis. It, That's it, the whole shtick. It prevents a new one by allowing you to know when you've already had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Okay, um, great, cool. Oh, and fun Play. fact on that, this is another, you know, demonstration of, like, the sort of uh, uh, cl- class strata here. Um, for some reason, the person who interviewed her for time was Angelina Jolie, <laughs> who is cur- who is currently the primary client for my aunt, who is one of the top divorce attorneys in the state of California. Oh, spicy. That's the only part of my family that has, like, proper aristocratic money everyone else is like either working class or sort of typical middle class not not the multi-million dollar you live on san francisco bay in this beautiful home like you live in the you live in the suburban equivalent of a row house which is actually a cool neighborhood yeah yeah uh it's basically yeah um but nonetheless that's that sort of shows you just how uh, can I leave stratified that in, this is. Can I leave that in the episode, or do I have to cut that out because you're... No, you can leave that in. Okay, that's that actually in. a known fact. That's not a thing that you learned through your family. Yeah, no, if, yeah, if you Google Samantha Bly DeGene, she will come up in the New York Times right, for gonna, being I, the attorney. I'm going to cut that part Angelina out. Jolie. I, feel like, I feel like there's a lot of names that are going to be cut out of this episode. I mean, that shit was reported on, like, sure. news sites already, so... Cool. Um, okay. But anyways, uh, like, like I said, he was in the times. Uh, yes. Yeah, but wrapping up the GE shit. Yes, wrap that up. So uh, the GE thing, yeah, they want us to basically do PR for them. It seems like every student understands this very well. Uh, Dr. Alias uh, refuses to believe it. Uh, and so we're going to have to find some way to uh, either be, to be subversive about this. Uh, because we're gonna get yelled at and uh, reamed if we uh, if we just come out and like t- tell GE to go fuck themselves as we would all like I, to. I think you should get yelled at. Like I don't think there's anything they can do about it. That was my position, but I'm not I'm not about to deviate from the party line though. You know me, I'm a party line kind of gal. <laughs> but the the collective overall decided that like you know we'll take the the middle road. I'm not sure I have much more on that. Um, like I said, my my brain is beginning to shut down i need dinner <laughs> hey yep. we've hit no, we've hit two good. hours zach can you uh take yeah. us out yes if we we've covered everything we've fully probed uh this this uh this topic we've 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 uh dove in d- dived dived d- d- dove, uh, dove dove and div dova keen <laughs> into <laughs> this topic we've 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 uh we have become the dragonborn at this point um just because of uh, uh you know we're we're the only ones that can save you're the only one and that can save us from the uh from the fully imperialized future uh the children are the future and i'm i'm very it's it's very refreshing to hear that um that you are already uh, your eyes are open uh, is that a, is that a good is that is that fair? Uh, I don't know. I've been a member of the DSA since my freshman year and like doing shit with them. So however you want to characterize that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in my freshman year, I was joining like a Young Americans for Liberty thing because my friends <laughs> were going there, and they're like, we should go to this. I was like, okay, and then I like 
just didn't question politics stuff because that's just what I grew up around. So Young Americans for Freedom, Bill Buckley's group. I, I It was some bullshit libertarian thing. And like and like I I we met a bunch of we had a bunch of like Republican speakers that would come and talk to us about this shit. And we did like learned political uh, like Robert's Rules of Order, and we held meetings, and like we went to the Capitol, and okay, that sounds like Young Americans for Freedom. Yeah, that bit, literally uh, William F. Buckley. He was the guy who started that. <laughs> That's good to good to know. I'm I'm so wow. I've just I've really followed in the footsteps of my predecessors, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're, well, the, imp- the the nice part is from all of those different things, we're here now all being like, this is terrible. And it is really genuinely heartening to hear that, uh, at least within the, the, the cohort of students you work with, like they see it for what it is. And I can only assume as uh, the education system gets more and more brutal downward in the um, uh, class scale, kids know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, my generation up until uh, 2020, already, you know, sort of progressive, whatever that means. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I recall after the uh, the George Floyd protest, I got a lot of messages from people, you know, both close friends and like acquaintances saying like, damn, you were really out here from day one. Saying 9-11 was an inside job. (laughs) 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 Um, I miss Alex Jones so much. uh, But... uh, (laughs) He's still going. uh, Sort of. uh, Nonetheless, like, uh, after the George Floyd thing, um, a huge amount of people I know, like, basically sort of uh, uh, picked up the mantle of, like, uh, serious leftism, you know, like, uh, now identify as, like, you know, socialists, anarchists, communists, and actually know what those things mean and, like, have some ideas about them and have, like, read some basic shit about it. Like, it's actually super awesome to see, like, so many of my peers, even at this, like, uh, uh, what, how do you describe my, my school earlier? What was your, uh, lovely caricature of it? Uh, the, it's, it's the photo op, uh, it's just the photo op, uh, the photo op school for, you know, the libertarian, uh, libertarian liberal project it, where, where they're doing like solidarity with each other and, uh, and that's it well uh we uh, there was there hasn't been uh any what's the word like actual uh what's the word like political organizing done at my school mainly because i've been like too depressed um <laughs> uh it should not uh, fall all to you but nonetheless that was work. facetious anyways <laughs> um or hyperbolic but nonetheless um uh, my my point was that you know it was it's been so awesome to see in the last year like such a huge amount of my peers you know even at this you know uh uh th- this level of society like adopt genuinely radical politics and like become seriously invested in it and you know because that's all it takes right is like being a little bit of a nerd and like reading some shit every now and then and you know suddenly you're like oh yeah no i i i get it you know, here we are. Nine uh, Eleven was not, in fact, about about protecting American democracy or whatever the fuck they keep telling us it was about. 
Yeah. You know, like, like the information is out there. Like it, every day we talk with, I talk with people that are like, no, the U S didn't do this propaganda project that we have literally documentation videos written, sworn testimony on like official government documents. Yeah. The U S government itself was like, yeah, we did that. And we paid them a lot of money because we definitely did that. So uh, would you would you say that your generation is uh, more likely than uh, maybe previous ones to respond uh, to out of your homes into the streets by coming out into the street? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I, I also think I that so. that's um, really cool. I also think that at a more than, you know, your sort of uh, typical, cynical, unfortunately correct projections. Uh, uh, I was just listening to an episode of the death panel earlier in which they, they, uh, they said a very similar thing in which they, uh, you know, how sad they are that their predictions about how COVID would be handled were spot on. Um, oh, are you uh, talking about the doomer texts I send you? Yes. Yes. That's what I speak of. <laughs> I, Even I from your doomer perspective. Um, I'm not that, do- all I'm the- not that doomer. I think I like, I'm optimistic. I'm also cynical. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, all. Just saying. But- but even from a doomer point of view, the sort of scale at which uh, my the my fellow zoomers uh, have become uh, uh, radicalized and such, like you know, if we are to believe the the you know piles and piles of social science research which claim uh, it's your teenage years and early twenties uh, where you when you develop the politics you will most likely keep for the rest of your life, if we are to believe that, then oh no, Zach, perhaps what? we have a chance. I wasted my early 20s being like weirdly libertarian. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Charlie, I'm still in my, I'm just now in my like late 20s. Okay. I don't want to hear shit from you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bryn. Go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, not all. Um, yeah. If we, if we are to believe the, uh, the social scientists who claim that, uh, you know, it is in your youth that you develop the politics you will keep for the rest of your life, then perhaps, yes, maybe. It will be my generation that will come out into the streets when, you know, out of your homes into the streets is yelled. Good. Well, thanks so much for coming on and sharing this with us, giving us hopefully, you know, not only hope, but also informing us and kind of, I mean, this is also our project, you know, making this stuff more visible for ourselves, for others, and and fleshing out um you know that that is kind of what we should be doing as individuals creating communities and fleshing out these experiences and ideas and getting them out there so that we can uh you know uh, address them together as well because we're not just you know we we're, we're doing our best to not be atomized uh uh individuals that are just kind of you know here for the ride um we have you know, we have a we have a we have stories to tell. We have, uh, you know, an entire an entire rigorous uh, framework through <laughs> that we view the world through. That uh, it's it seems pretty cool. And the more people that we can tell about that and and share that experience uh, and and those beliefs with the the I mean the cooler will it'll hopefully get. So hell yeah, fuck yeah. Uh let's uh let's go ahead and do some plugs um should i plug anything dolphins and garages no i was just wondering should, is that gauche should i i'm just gonna do it anyway because it's gauche Bryn, uh, do you feel it's gauche for dennis to plug our other shows <laughs> of course not it's your fucking podcast <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go check out everything 
Bryn, thank you. Uh, you know, this is a lot of uh, really good information. I cannot wait until this episode gets out. Hell yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, subscribe to our Patreon, but also follow us on all of our social media. We have uh, um, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> check us out there. And Bryn, is there anything? Should we? Should we have? Should we have her tell us Twitter? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Train of Unicorns. Uh, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again <laughs> for coming on. I hope that we get to share this with everybody soon. Yeah. Because uh, this is a fantastic episode. And uh, everybody, all for our listeners out there, y'all have a wonderful evening, day, morning, night, afternoon, lunch, whatever. Continue existing. Having fun. There you go. We'll see y'all later. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.